We got pop parallels for you, riffing non pop culture with some improv too. With your boys, Pod Nam and Pod Drew, pop parallels for you. Alright. Hello, welcome to Pop Parallels Podcast. It's your boy, Pod Drew. Pod who? Pod Drew. Oh. That's right. Who's the bomb? It's your boy. See? There you go. Just trying to do a little rhyme like you did the other way. You know, we always rhyme. We like to keep our rhymes, you know, straightforward with the people. I was expecting it. You know? We keep our rhymes tight. Tight? That's what I was looking for. Not straightforward. No. We'll keep them tight. We keep them tight. Because the people want us to do it right, Podnam. Oh. Look, it's your boy, Padre and Podnam. You may have uh, heard about us from the Brooklyn Rebound podcast. Probably not, but maybe. The number one Brooklyn Nets slash NBA slash Kanye West podcast. That's right. And maybe our subpod of that, Mr. Zarelevan, colon, an NFL podcast. But don't worry. If you don't like sports, you're still in the right place because this one's about pop culture. Pop culture. It's the pilot episode, the first one, the premiere, Enam. And just get behind the curtain, his Podnam's actual name is Enam. That is Pod Drew, myself's actual name is Drew. Oh. In case we call each other that so you don't get confused. Now, uh, what is this podcast going to be? Podnam, let's break it down right quick for everyone. Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of... Excitement in the air right now. There's also viruses killing people everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. Mainly, people Whoa. becoming dead. Well, I meant the whole podcast, not this episode. Oh. The whole podcast in general. What I was going to say is, it's called Pop Parallels Podcast, yeah. but it could just as easily be called Pop Parallels Provcast. What do I mean? I don't know, Drew. I'll Why explain. don't you sell them? Well... Well, first, we'll, we'll talk about pop parallels. Yeah. So what we're going to do on each episode is we're, we're, gonna, we're going to get it popping by taking a look at what's popular out now in pop culture. Yeah. For example, this episode's going to be on Fear of the Walking Dead, because that premieres today. Today? The day of our recording. Tonight. It's actually online right Tonight. now. Is it? Yeah, only three minutes of it, though. That's right. I, I just, in fact, watched the first three minutes on YouTube, yeah. but... Let's say... Uh, no spoilers, please. No spoilers yet, but listen. What's up with The Walking Dead, right? It's uh, post another post-apocalyptic world that that I assume they're going to be living in with all the zombies and walkers. Now, the parallel would be we bring in other things, mm-hmm. other post-apocalyptic, for example, mm-hmm. uh, worlds in film, maybe in TV, maybe in... Uh, music, maybe on the Broadway. internet, Broadway, Broadway, all these Whatever. pop culture. That's all pop culture, and yeah. we're finding the parallels. And why? Why are we so interested in, for example, post Pac? Let me take that one again. Post Tupac. <laughs> why are we so interested in post Tupacalyptic? We're in a post Tupacalyptic world, but we are. but why are we as a society? Why do we want to see so many shows and movies about the post apocalypse? And other episodes might deal with other things. Like, why uh, are, in all Disney movies, uh, is the mom dead? Or why yeah. are there so many songs about being up all night? Yeah. Any of these parallels. Right. But where does the third part come in, Enam? The prov. Improv. Well, the improv, as you guys know, by my goofy voices early on, was improvised, you know, 
It, it wasn't my real voice. That's what I'm saying. And what we will do is after we go into depth and research and analytics, and, well, maybe not analytics, but maybe just, <laughs> just going into the whole stories of why everything is correlated, we need to figure out what would either characters do from, you know, from those summaries or just make-believe. Would you say make-believe? But hopefully in future episodes we'll be inviting some of our huh, improv-based friends on. Optimistically. We will. Or just not any of that. We will be having our other improv friends on, our other comedian friends on, if we ha- actor if we friends, friends, whoever. Yeah, we'll have to go yeah, make yeah. some friends. Friend will you guys be our friends? Friend, Hopefully. Friend requests on Facebook, maybe? <laughs> yeah, we'll request everyone to come on and uh, do the improv scenes yeah. and talk about the parallels with us, and maybe they'll bring their own parallels. But like we said, today we're talking, because Fear of the Walking Dead premieres tonight, mm-hmm. we're going to start with that, and it's about the parallels of post-apocalyptic world. So, let's get into it. Padnam, do you, do you fear the walking dead? Um, I don't fear the dead. I fear... Not, I, I don't that even, wasn't the question. I don't, fear, I don't even fear the walking dead. I fear the running dead. So, but you don't fear the walking dead. No, because I What's wrong with you? You're not afraid? No, I feel like I could drive around them, because they're walking. Right. What I, if you don't have your car? Then I'll bike. Well, then they can just reach over and pull you off your bike. Not really. Your bicycle. Uh, I'm gonna have like uh, Mad Max Fury Road style bike. Oh, that's like another post-apocalyptic world. You think I did that by accident? Oh, I see how you're smarting now. But let's get back on this topic. Do you like the? So I guess this show is a spinoff of of The Walking Dead. The original uh, by Robert on, on AMC. Well, it was a, a comic book, yep. and then it became a, a graphic novel. I would a say. hit show. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So sorry. A graphic novel. Now, why do you think the original Walking Dead is so popular? Well, because the original Walking Dead is popular because people can relate to surviving uh, a tragedy. Um, these the story is not really about zombie A, zombie B, zombie C. It's more about uh, zombie one, two, and three. Okay. So I think what you're just what you just said was that uh, everyone can relate to a tragedy, and then you said some nonsense. Yes. That right. But after the nonsense, I was going to make sense. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so it's about these characters. Obviously, um, you got you got Rick, you got Daryl. Those are in the original Walking Dead. Right. Movie. Right. And Daryl's actually not in the comic, but Rick is one of the main characters. Shane was also, and all these characters are about surviving the apocalypse. Uh, Rick, for example, woke up. Spoiler alert! If you guys haven't either read the comments, woke up from a coma. Um, for like about a year, or maybe a couple months, I forgot specifically, and everything changed. Uh, there's the dirt roads. There's no one there. Was that the first scene of the of the Walking Dead? Very first scene. Of because the I just watched the first three minutes of Fear the Walking Dead, and why don't I explain what happened there? So we're gonna go. We're gonna go because it seems similar. Here. Okay. Well, this guy woke up. It seemed like he woke. He's in like a drug house, crack yeah, house. He's a crack house. And he it was, he's like a young guy, like Does looks he have like long he's hair twenty. Yeah, looks like he has long hair. He had his shirt all open and undone. Oh no! Looks like he's all groggy and, and drugged out. Yeah. And he's looking around the where, little warehouse thing, going down the stairs. Yeah. And he's like looking for some girl, calling her name. I forget what the name is, but I think it's Shaniqua. Oh. Yeah, but Shaniqua don't live here no more. No more. And in fact, she does. She was still there. He saw these dead guys on the ground. He's like, oh, then Shaniqua, Shaniqua, or whatever. And then he saw her bending over. Yeah. 
and she's just wearing panties. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's a good... He was like, uh, okay. Mm, okay, well, let's get out of here, but <laughs> I want to get that good, later. But choice. then she turns around, she's eating a guy. She's what? a walker. Gloria. Whoa. That was the first three minutes it ended after. That. Oh, okay, so that was the that was the epic three, first three minutes. Of but the it seems like The Walking Dead was in Hotlanta. It was very hot. ATL. Uh, he woke up in the hospital. The doors of the hospital were closed, and it was just being knocked by something. Yeah. You couldn't see what it was. The suspense part of it. But going, in, we don't have to describe. But this, what I was going to say, this one's right. in LA. Oh, did we? We got it purpose? on the mind. I think it's crept into our minds. Speaking of crept into, I'd like to see where this is going. I think this whole post-apocalyptic feeling for audience, the reason why people are so excited to answer your question originally about The Walking Dead and why they like it, part of us as, I don't know, maybe as people, love looking at this parallel universe. Like what, what, this pop parallel universe? Pop parallel universe, exactly. No, no, but so you're saying they... We're too bored with our everyday life, so yeah, I we mean, we maybe, want to pretend maybe, to... Maybe Thomas, who Thomas Smith, who works 9 to 5... Old Tommy ass. He doesn't want to go do some TPS reports all day, every day. But he has to. He, he has a job. He's a mindless drone of corporate America. Yeah. But he wishes he was out on the highway on a motorcycle, running, chasing down the zombies. Riding with Daryl. Daryl's a character from Walking Dead. Holding him, yes. That's yeah. the bow and arrow guy. Now, I'll be honest, I... I believe I saw the first season of Walking Dead. I remember what you're talking about. Sure. Rick wakes up in the hospital. Yeah. I didn't understand how no one, no one got to him and how he even survived, but whatever. So I saw that. Then I skipped like probably a bunch of seasons. I saw the whole last, the newest season. So, so you watched all the seasons? The first and the fifth, maybe? Five? Yeah. yeah. Five, right? Maybe a couple of the last episodes of season four I caught up with on okay. Netflix. On the Netflix. But I don't know, and I've not decided yet if I'm going to watch Fear the Walking Dead, but based on that first three minutes, I kind of want to. Oh, well, what are you going to watch? You know? I'm going to watch it. This is the most excited slash... Actually, no, I'm not Well, excited. have you watched the whole Walking Dead, all seasons? Yes. You didn't skip a bunch like that? Yes, I even watched a little bit of the marathon uh, earlier today. Uh, getting prepared. Getting prepared into the zombie mentality. And the main thing is, what we want to touch up on, it, like you said, we're obviously mentioning a lot of the Fear of the Walking Dead, but what do you think, Drew, why people are into these post-apocalyptic genres in general? Well, I think it, it, ha- it does certainly must have part of what you're saying for their life. They want to see right. something else. But that could be for like any type of fiction, really. Think about it. So why well, specifically... Ray Bradbury. Uh, sure. Um, in Harry Potter, whatever. It, it's like fantastical worlds, yeah. or even mundane worlds, but are different. 
ID four. Okay, but what's ID four? Independence Day. Well, get off my oh, okay. planet. ID four. Yeah. Yeah, Independence Day, but yeah. that's not post-apocalyptic exactly because that, that's that. It's just it's happening. But I think maybe it's well. We have to figure this out through the course of the podcast. That's what the whole bringing in other is. examples. But right. but just off the bat, I'm gonna say that well, we're let's, we're talking about a zombie one right now. So why do people like zombies? Zombies are so popular. Not just these Walking Dead shows, but all types of movies and everything. Well, zombies are popular in my mind. What I what I like about it, I can't speak for all civilization. No, speak for all civilization. Okay, fine. If you if you ask me to, yeah, why not? Um, for all society, why zombies are popular is because they are relentless. They don't. It's like adversity. People always face adversity, right? So zombies, in my mind, equal adversity. Every time they kill a zombie, every time they run away from a zombie, every time they keep on surviving, they get past adversity. And then and that's the whole concept of it. They, zombies have a more of a meaning than just being a zombie, I think. So you think that people like to like it because they like to see the adversity? Well, that could be. I also think maybe it's... What we were saying, like, a guy works in an office, maybe he's sitting there thinking, like, looking at all his coworkers, looking at everyone on the street, thinking, like, oh, it's all these people, like, are zombies. So it's, I guess it's easy to comprehend, right. even though it's never happened in the world, right. it's my knowledge, unless the government's hiding it from us, but on a global, large-scale survey... They never do that to us. No, no, they never do anything like that. But yeah, on a large-scale, certainly, it's, I guess it's easy enough to think of this happening, maybe biologically, maybe whatever... Well, did they, ever, they never explained it in Walking Dead where, where they, how they turned into zombies. Uh, the virus? Well, the virus became... just some virus. Yeah, it was a virus. The it government was, did it or whatever. It was uh, the CDC, and they were playing around with stuff, and it kind of got loose, and that was it. Basically, they started, they started getting killing people left and right, and then instead of killing them and dying from this disease, they start turning into these other... Walking Dead features, right? They never call them. They never call them zombies. They, they call, call them walkers. walkers in this. But well, I guess in general, people. I think also what it is. Even like when I'm watching a zombie, I'm not the biggest fan of zombies or whatever. But even when I'm watching a movie or show or whatever, you like get in the mindset of like, oh, what would I do in this situation? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it's so popular too. Trying to get and just the whole post-apocalyptic societies in general, people want to get like think what they would do if they were right. in that situation. Right. And uh, yeah, so. Well, I think, I think we're well I, I think on we're good. I think we're good. Do we need to talk about anything else with Fear the Walking Dead? I don't know much else about it. Even though I watched that opening three and we're talking, we know what the regular Walking Dead, we still don't know that much about this Fear the Walking Dead. Well, fear not itself. <laughs> I have what is called technology where we can watch a trailer. Hold up. Straight out of Compton. Actually, L.A. And Comic-Con, San Diego. Straight out of Comic-Con, is this trailer's from? Yeah. Probably a couple months ago. Now let's check this out, and you'll get a little bit more sense in our audience, well, of what The Walking Dead is all about. A mute. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. You got five minutes. Did I say come in? Jesus, Mom. Whoa. Oh, she didn't tell her mom to come in. She did it anyway. Really? Oh, so, Jesus, Mom. Did I say come in? 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 Some type of Brady Bunch situation where they're bringing their their families in together. Everyone is. That guy's victim. That's gonna be foreshadowing. I don't think so. No? No victims on this? No, no victims. On Fear the Walking Dead? Nope. Big old white truck. That scene looks like from the opening I saw with the, the, the open shirt man. 
there's this girl. Oh, why does this girl she's have a, like something in her chest? A piece of rebar through her through her stomach. It looks like. Because zombies don't feel pain, they can have Oh, that. man, that's got to be insurance rate going up right there. He just got smashed by a car. Mm-hmm. AMC, just so remember that's the safe net Yep. He was high. He was high. Uh-oh, the sister doesn't believe him. No one Rolling does, because I think he's a real junkie. That's why he's in that crash house. There's a walker. I didn't even know it's a walker. He's just in the dark. Because of the creepy music they play. Oh, okay. Oh, man. On ATV rolling down the street. I think that's... Shopper lights. And gunshots. Or, or fireworks. What is Los Angeles? That's shit. They're in East LA. Okay. I got... Oh no! That looks like a scene from like. Oh, there's there's the police shooting a man, so that's normal. Wait, no, it's not normal. He's oh, like, he's, yeah, he's it's white, true. But it's yeah, not so okay, you're right. You're right now. This is television. This make believe. Police got an old camcorder. Apparently, this guy using a phone now. What's that? No, he carries his camcorder as a communication device. Uh oh, he's. They're asking for safe harbor and some stranger's house. This is not on What's real? But it is real. Sounds like a long distance relationship is going to happen throughout this series. Oh, I just realized that woman, that this this one, is from Deadwood. Did you watch that? Yes. She's Junie or Jenny, what, the, the prostitute. Um, so she's in two series. Or she's the madam of that of that whorehouse run by Powers Boot. Now she's fearing the Walking Dead. What? It all comes together now. Well, that's the end of the preview. Oh, just walking down the street in sunny LA. I hope I don't come across any zombies today. No zombies today. No zombies today. Hey, boy, you sing really well. Oh, thanks, mister. I'm just singing my I don't want to see any zombies today song. Oh, that sounds like a good song. I actually work at Tower Records, and I'm just listening to your voice. Cool. Do you want to have a record deal here in Los Angeles? <laughs> sure, mister, I guess. I never, you know, I just like to sing to myself. I never thought I could make it as a pop star. But do you think I have a shot? Yeah. Well, you just have to work with our producer, our top producer... Zombie West. Zombie West? Yeah. Wait a minute. Is he a international pop star? I would say he's more of a hip-hop pop star, but yeah. Basically. An international hip-hop star? Well, yeah, I would love to work with him. Now, do I have to be a real rapster? Because I'm more of just a singing a happy tune guy. I think he just needs people for his hooks. So if you just want to, you know, I can just sing in the chorus. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. You got what it takes, kid. Thanks, mister. Hey, is is this the recording studio back here in this alley? Hey. Hey, man. Hey, Mr. West, I presume? Yeah, man. (laughs) Brains. Cool. Um, that guy from Tower Records told me I'd get a contract if I come back here and sing a hook on one of your tunes. I'm the illest zombie alive. Huh? Uh, the, the, I'm not familiar with all this 
hip-hop lingo, but I hope you didn't just say you're a zombie, because yeah. I don't like those. Well, that's kind of fucked up. Right. Uh, okay, what's this song called? Let's first address how you just call me out. I'm not hating zombies. I think that's really racist of you. Huh, I'm not racist. I voted for Barack Obama. You voted for Barack? Yeah, so I can't be racist. Who did you vote for before that? Uh, Damn. No one. That was the first election I was able to vote in. I'm currently 23 years old. Why are you wearing this white, all-white t-shirt right now? Because it's a hot day outside, and I didn't, you know, uh, want the sun to get me all hot. Because white reflects the light. Right. Mr. West? Fine, whatever. Let's just get to the recording. Cool. We can get some brains, too. Alright, see what you got. I'm gonna put the beat down. With my white shirt, I love skipping down the street. I might go and get something to eat. And get out of the heat. Alright, that was good. That was good. Go fam. Was it really good? Yeah. I think that was the best thing for Frank Ocean. It's really good. Really good. I'm just trying to figure out where to put you on what rap track right now. You got it. You got it. You got something about you. It's like you don't give a fuck what other people say. Like me. Remind me a little, a little like me. Uh, I'm like you, Mr. West? Except, except for the whole racist thing. But yeah, yeah. Well, I think we established I'm not a racist, but that's all right. I mean, you have a Nazi symbol on your white shirt, too. Huh? No, this is the symbol of peace. Uh, it's Native American. Oh, okay. So it's not, it's not all about Hitler? No, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. All right, well, I'll ignore that, too. I'm just a peaceful, happy singing guy. All right, so we're going to bring you to, uh, bring you to a, an event where it's going to be for the Actually, NAACP fundraising, and you're going to perform, sing the national anthem. Can you handle that? Sure, I can. I'm going to drop the beat for you, all right? You're dropping the beat on the national anthem? It's cut to the NAACP award show. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. You know, I've been uh, working at a zombie night and day through the night. I'm so glad that the community loves me, but I want you to bring out my new artists here. Whitey T. Ford. Come on now. Hey, everybody. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to change it up on everyone. You know, switch it up. We gotta we gotta break the peace. So, Whitey T., I want you to sing a hook for him. Sing something good for him. Good music. Collabo. America. Land of the free. Yeah. There ain't no country that I'd rather be uh -huh. in, but wait a sec, uh -huh. wait one minute, mm -hmm. if a zombie shows up, I'm gonna lose my shit, no zombies in the USA, no zombies whoa, 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 in whoa, whoa, the whoa. USA, whoa, whoa. no zombies in the USA, wait, I'm my song, I'm pulling you off the stage, what but the crowd loves Whitey T, you know that half of this crowd is zombies, why would you what? say that? 
half of this crowd is zombies? Yes! But everyone out there looks so normal. They haven't turned completely yet, but they're zombies. Oh my god, well, I don't want to perform for a bunch of brain-eating zombies. I'm a real American. You, you're, I'm your producer. I'm a zombie. You know that. You're a zombie, Mr. Zombie yeah, West? Yeah, I work all night, night, and I don't I thought I thought that's just because you took a lot of caffeine pills and you're a hard worker. No, it's usually because I'm a hard worker. Yeah, thank you for saying that about me. Yeah, I thought that's all it was, not that you're a zombie. I always say brains every now and then. I get hungry for brains. If I don't have them, I, I start okay, eating well, brains. Okay, well, I guess, you know what, Mr. West, you've shown me the error of my ways. I shouldn't be judgmental to other people that are different than me and different from being a good American citizen, even if they like to eat brains and stuff, and I'll be happy to keep performing for all your zombie friends, and, you know, let's just bring it in for a hug, okay? All right. Psych! Ah. Yeah, that's right, zombie. You're, ah. You're not going to get away with me. Headshot. Oh. Oh man, what a beautiful day it is. I'm just like all here and in one piece in this crack house. Smoke got so high last night. Oh man, I want to do it all over again. Just hide away from my problems. Oh, let me just get up here. Oh, oh, sorry, Joe. I didn't see you down there. Sorry, bros. Just uh, woke up. My throat was a little dry. Yeah. Anyway, man, pass me the old crack pipe. Well, let's see. Here we go. Left it right here on my, right next to my. So bring it on over. Bible. Bro. Actually, let me open up the Bible. Here it is. All right. Here you go. All right. Tubular. Oh, bro. What? This pipe is empty. There's nary any crack to be smoked. Oh. Oh, well, what all right. the hell? No, well, it's all right. No crack. No, we need it. No, no, it's cool because we got a needle over there filled with H, right? Okay, let me take Bring that. Bring it over. Let's ride the pony. Uh, Give me the brown me. horse. Let me, uh, let me wire yeah, myself up. Yeah, let's inject you up. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I can't wait to get it. All right. Oh, yeah, I need this. I need Here we this. go. Oh. Oh, this, this just rides. There's nothing. Ah, there's nothing in there. Oh, the needle's empty, too? Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, think, think, well, we need, we need some more money to buy these drugs. I can call my mom. Oh. I can tell her that, you know, I need uh, money for textbooks or something. She's not going to believe you, man. Didn't they kick you out of the house anyway? Uh, yeah, you're right. But maybe this would be my calling back. Anyway, it's fine. What else can we do? Well, let me think, let me think. Gotta make money fast. Oh, bro, I got it. What? Look at you, man, you're beautiful. With your open shirt and your rippling six-packs abs, despite getting high all the time, you're, you're an Adonis. And you're a bad boy, too. Ladies love that, right? Uh, what? Joe, are you commenting on my body? Yeah, it's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm commenting how ladies probably love it. Am I right? Browser. Of course they love it. You know that. But why are you into me so much like that? That's all we gotta do, bro. Alright, we go down to the mall. Right. 
we walk around, we parade you around out front, all right, we say, oh, perfect, I got it. So, look, I'm a creepy-looking dude with my straggly hair and my pale white skin. Squinty eye. Yeah. Here's what we'll do. All right. I'm going to, when I see a girl at the mall, I'm going to go up and pretend to steal her purse. Yeah. And then you come up and save them. You know, just push me out of the way. I'll run away. And then, and then you'll start talking to them and they'll give you a reward. Oh, man. Why didn't we think of this before? hero save them. And then we'll buy crack and heroin and get really high again back at the house. It's foolproof, brah. Okay, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. Sweet. Now, how are we going to get down to the mall? Because I don't have a car. You, do you? Well, I mean, I don't have a car either, but we could uh, just jump on the back of a bus. Ah, uh, but are we both going to fit? Wait a minute. i seen it in a movie. It might work. You know what? Eyes are dangerous, and I don't want to do that. I think... The mall's too much of a pipe dream, bro. Those girls are too classy anyway. We'll just go around the corner and get the first women we see over there. In the corner store in the deli? We can do that. Yeah, the deli. All right. All right, so... Let's oh, wait, here. Here comes a woman right now. She's... Nice. All right, so I'm going to go... mom with some milk. All right, I'm going to go pretend... I mean, really steal her purse. Right, I'll stay back here. Now, you come in and swoop in. All right, here we go. Hey, lady, give me your purse! Oh, help! Someone Yeah, help. I'm taking it. All oh, right, yeah. I'll save you! Move out of the way! Oh, no! Oh, here you go, ma'am. Oh, thanks, mister. You really saved me from that crazy-looking crackhead guy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I work out a lot, and I look, as you can tell... Yeah, you see your shirt's all the way open. Do you even, does it even have buttons on it? No, I don't believe in buttons. But I do believe in paying, paying it back retributions for helping one another. I'm, I'm I believe in that too, mister. You know what? I think you deserve a reward for saving me from that creep. Alright, this is gonna work out. Here we go. You can have one of my jugs of milk that I just brought. There you go. Don't drink it all in one place. <laughs> Alright, I'm off. Damn it! Shit. Alright, class. You're dismissed. We'll talk to you tomorrow about evolution. Alright, bye, guys. Thanks, Pester. You got it, Slick. Ah, another day at school being the cool teacher. Time to hit up the old lounge. Get some coffee. Oh, hey there, Nancy. What's up? How was biology? Uh, those kids are so bad. I just hate them so much. Oh, Nancy, you're always joking around. But you love the kids, right? You know, I know I do. One of them was sleeping the whole time. Didn't even move after the bell rang. <laughs> well, you probably just got uh, so excited in my, my uh, class before that when he got over to yours, he was a little tuckered up. Probably. Don't hate on that. And also, I'm battling this flu. Oh. <coughs> well, I got some cough drops here. Why don't you pop one of those in, Nancy? Oh, man, you're just always such a bright ray of sunshine. Well, when you love what you do, am I right? Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. I don't think anyone really loves what we do. We get underpaid. We get underappreciated. We have kids that have parental and family issues and anxiety and suicidal thoughts 
I don't know how you stay so positive. Oh, I just gotta look at it like this. Like, yeah, maybe they got thinking about killing themselves or parents getting divorced or whatever they like to do, but when they're in my class for those 60 minutes, all right, they're learning. They're getting engaged. All right, they're learning about science. Science rules. Science is fun. I have to do the boring geometry. It's just so boring. I don't know why I've been doing it for 15, 20 years. I thought it was for love of the game, but it doesn't sound like you've got your positive attitude on today. Uh, I No, I'm pretty much a very negative Nancy. Oh, good one, Nancy. Boy, you got to turn that frown upside down. What do you suggest I do? Well, Mr. Alex? Oh, thanks for being formal. But I've told you before, you can call me Ron. Oh, it's Ron. Yeah, Ron Alexander, Alex, but... Ron, Ron Alexander. Right. But just Ron's cool with me. Just I call you by your first name, after all. Even though you're my elder. What do you mean I'm your elder? Oh, I, well, I just assumed, because, you know, I'm, I'm 37, and you, you I'm look... I'm 37, too. Oh, I mean, just, well... <laughs> What, 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 when's your birthday? Oh, same year as yours. Yes, I know, but March nineteenth. Oh well, look, I'm April second, so you are my elder. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, look, I think we just need it. When's your next class? In half an hour, right? I think you need to formulate a cool plan to get the kids back on your side. Happy student, happy teacher. Oh. So, you know, this geometry stuff is. I, I agree with you. It's dry. It's boring. Very. I think we should, uh, we gotta spice it up somehow. You know, like, here's something I do in my science class. I have the kids put on a little play about whatever we're talking about. A play? Yeah, so, you know, if we're learning about, uh, the solar system, get a little play going on, I'm like, hey, Billy, you're Jupiter right now. Hey, Sally, you're Saturn. Hey Will, your Saturn's ring, and then and then they I have them tell the scientific facts, but they're pretending to be the planets. It's great, so you know you can have your students uh, be uh, I don't know what what in geometry what would they be obtuse angle, acute angle, a polygon, a hexagon, a right angle. I think I think I know what you're saying here. So I'm just supposed to tell label these kids not by their names, but have them give them parts of my lesson, and there'll be parts in this play. Yeah, I think that's about what I'm saying. Okay, I'm gonna try it right now. Alright, go do that. Cool. Go to the geometry class. Alright, kids. Well, as you guys know, this class is really boring. I don't How? Really, you can say that again? I don't really give a damn about you guys. You guys don't give a damn about me. It's fine. But, you know, we're gonna try something fresh and new today that favorite teacher, Ron, suggested, okay? Mr. Alex, he's a man. Yeah, Mr. Alex, he's a cool guy. All right, anyway, so... But you suck. <laughs> well, let me finish before you insult me. Oh, all right, all right, I'll see what you got. All right. So Yeah, we'll see what you got. So... I agree, too. We're going to learn about more polygons today. So, today, Jimmy, you're... More polygons... Yeah. Jimmy, oh. Jimmy, you're a quad, quadrihydrant. You're. Hey, I'm not no fire hydrant. You are. <laughs> no, 
I said quadrilateral. Sally, you're a po- you're not just a polygon, but you're a hexagon. All right. Um, you put on a hex on me, Tisha. No. I put not. a hex on you. What? what? Stop throwing stuff, right? Hold. On, let me finish. Hex her. Hex her. Hex her. Uh, God damn it! This is not working. I need to get out of here. And back to this teacher's room. Let those kids kill each other. Whatever. Yep. Run. Man. And Nancy, how'd it go? Those kids are uh, performing in their little hearts, all right? No, they... Good job, Nancy. They wanted to kill me. You gave me some bad Oh, advice. it was part of the scene, though, right? Your, uh, your, uh, obtuse angle was, uh, putting a gun on you. It's part of the play, you know. No, they literally put a gun on me, and it got really ugly in there, and I had to... Le- well, as long as no one hexed you, it couldn't have went that bad. They hexed me, too. Oh. What... What am I to do? You know, I just... I can't handle this teaching life. Why don't you take care of it? Well, you know what? I can't do that. I gotta teach my own class. But if uh, if you can't handle class, you should probably just put on a movie or, you know, let them watch TV. heard that Adventure Time show is great. All right. Let's do that. You know, I think we understand Fear the Walking Dead a bit now more, Padnam, since... We just watched the whole trailer, and combined with that first three minutes, I don't know what what else there really is to know. Um, People are afraid of the unknown, that's all. So the purpose is then, as we stated at the beginning, to bring in the parallels. uh, We have to bring in more examples of uh, of the topic, which in this case is the post-apocalyptic worlds Mm -hmm. shown in fiction, in pop culture. Mm -hmm. Padnam, let me tell you about... One of my favorite post-apocalyptic examples is a TV show. A TV show? Kind of like Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, it, you know what? I think that's the parallel work you're looking it's for, It's exactly right? like it, except it's uh, cartoon, so it's not live-action a la FTWD. And uh, where that show, I believe, is going to take an hour block mm-hmm. you know, on your channel. Yeah. In the TV guide. This show is only about like eleven minutes per episode. Whoa! Do you know what I'm talking about yet? Got all the clues out there for you. Eleven minutes per episode, and it's a post-apocalyptic. Another hint: it has a character named the Ice King. Ice King. Ice King. Ice. Well, you know what? Let me just play the opening theme and Got give nothing. you a little hint. Got up. What am I looking at? Got the uke playing like I like to play. Oh, so this is a show. It's adventure time. Come on, grab your friends. Yeah, have you seen it, Enam? I've not seen it. Okay. Well, if you saw in the in the opening preview there. Mm-hmm. You'd think watching the show, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I guess it's a show ultimately for kids, but I was, it's very funny. It's very different, I guess. So like each episode could be something completely different. It's about a kid named Finn who's adopted brother uh, Jake, who's a dog that has like powers where he can stretch into any a crazy world that's not Earth. But if you look like in the opening there, it is Earth. You see like a some like nuclear missile sh- in the ground like some old TVs and stuff, so it's human times. And then there's certain episodes of it where you can tell it really is Earth, but 
some type of cataclysmic event went off. It seemed to have to do with nuclear war, and now it's a crazy world where there's candy people. Candy people. There's uh, wizards. There's magic. All kinds of stuff. Other planets come into it at some points. So does this intrigue you? It kind of freaks me out. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Because it looks like it's such a joyous intro. It seems like they're just going to have all the fun in the world, but there's an apocalypse going on. Well, it's, the apocalypse isn't really going on. It's already happened. It had it's happened. It's after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had happened. You know what? We, we should probably just watch a full episode. And, um, all right. Sounds good. So you can good. really know what's going on. This is an episode entitled Mortal Folly. supposed to be meditating about don't know i'm thinking of pillows stuffed with spaghetti clear your minds <laughs> i have to go check on something can we go with perhaps you are ready to go with guys you'll need to put these on Pull back your hat. Neat. Stay close to me. Whoa. At the heart of this tree is an ancient evil held in a prison of amber. The Lich. What's that sound? He's casting spells, trying to get in your head and control your bod. But these gems are protecting our minds from his influence. If we lost the gems, we'd be defenseless. He would have full control over us. Beyond Iceberg Lake lies the ruins of the Lich's Tower where he was converting the planet's life force into unholy power to destroy all of Ooh. But before he could, the legendary Billy attacked him and pummeled him into the resin of this tree. is to destroy life. If you fail, you'll kill everyone. Aren't you cold, Finn? Walk into the well, Finn. Aren't you cold? No, I'm not! I've got a sweater on! <laughs> 
You are a joke to me. This sweater, it's keeping me safe. I care about you, Finn. This is it. The ultimate weapon against evil. The power of l l l l liking someone a lot. This experience has brought us all so much closer together. Princess, I'm sorry for all of this. I love you, and I've decided to set you free. Go free! <laughs> all right, great up there. What'd you think? It was funny. It was uh, awkward and weird, and that's what I'm into, so... What do you think about the main characters? I did like... The Ice King. I didn't know he would be that. Uh, whoops, I've got the dropsies. Is he a very popular character for a lot of yeah, people? Yeah, you know, that the voice actor is the same guy that does SpongeBob SquarePants. Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny? Mm-hmm. And who does the other voices do? Done by? The uh, Jake the Dog is voiced by the guy who does Bender of a Futurama That fame. makes sense. All right. I don't know that Finn is just a kid. Uh, I don't remember what his name is, not from anything previously. But it's cool, because, like, the episode we just watched, I think it's from the second season, the end of the second season, and it's not like a show, like The Simpsons or something, where they stay the same age. Because it just finished the sixth season now, and the kid is like, grown up. Like, he was, like, 11 or something when it started, and the character was, like, that age, and now he's, like, 16 or 17 or something. Oh, so he ages. In real life, and the character. So he ages with it, his voice changes, if you watch it now, and it's cool. So there's a lot of reasons to, to like so the show. So it's a coming of age, post-apocalyptic. Kind of, yeah. There's a lot of reasons to like the show. For the purpose of this, we got to talk about the apocalyptic nature of it. There's another character named Marceline the Vampire Queen. It wasn't in the app we watched, but she had apparently... Uh, well, spoiler alert for this show. Uh-oh. She's actually like a thousand years old, and the apocalypse happened almost a thousand years before the events of this show. The Ice King was actually a human named Simon, um, like a scientist, and he, it's, there's some flashback episodes, it's not completely clear if he was part of causing the apocalypse or, or led to it, but he has a magical crown which is keeping him alive, but also made him crazy, as you saw in that episode, he's not a rational guy, hmm. but he used to be a guy named Simon, and he knew this other character, Marceline, like a thousand years ago, and in that episode you kind of see like some pink stuff on the ground which turns into I would imagine like you saw the character Princess Bubblegum in the episode it seems like this apocalypse caused this gum to be sentient and sentient gum she's like a scientist too she made all these candy people mm. it's just crazy I sound crazy talking about it rambling you, you do sound a little crazy and you did ramble a lot but the main thing is the reason why we're bringing this up 
is this is unknown to me, maybe to some of our listeners, but this is a huge fan base of uh, there's it's a following popular, to this. Yeah, it's popular. Why do you think it's so popular? So, uh, well, for many reasons, but in terms of why is it's another in example relation to post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic popularity. Well, we kind of said with in the zombie thing, like mm-hmm. you think, oh, well, what I do in this situation right. with the zombies in this Adventure Time world, anything can happen. Especially if you have a dog that and uh, well, it talks for one thing and can change into any shape and like do everything on the Finn character is is like an adventurer Mm -hmm. so you get in the mindset of like you can really do anything in this world it seems like even though the world has ended yeah well the world it's a new completely different world Mm -hmm. so the world as we would know it has ended Mm -hmm. it seems like probably it ended in the 80s because also in the in that flashback I was talking about with the the Simon character turns into Ice King there's a theme song from Cheers as in as part of the episode. And if you look at the beginning here, the TVs, and you see like a Walkman Two on miles. the tree. Yeah. So it seems like it's the, the the nuclear war happened in the 80s. In the show, they call it the Mushroom War, which also seems like mushroom clouds. So, I don't know. Do you think this could really happen, you know? Could we go to... It won't be the 80s, obviously, but could we... Could we go back in the past? The nuclear war. Yeah. And then survive in the future and be in a candy kingdom or adventure land with weird princesses and all types of stuff. I don't know. It's unlimited possibilities. I, I mean, the nuclear war part is probably a thing that could happen if it's always in the news all the time. You know, it's being talked about nuclear talks, Iran, all that stuff. But I'm not saying it's going to be it eminent thing. Now, once the nuclear bomb is released and then people are dying, I guess, maybe in this adventure time land. Mm -hmm. Now, do they get these powers and turn into Ice Kings? Do they get these, like... Well, so it seemed like the Ice King had the power already. He, he, I don't know if he created the crown or found it somewhere, whatever what the case was, but he had it before the world completely crumbled, or well, it was crumbling. And it's what kept, it's keeping him alive for hundreds of years, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know if the apocalypse caused that, his ability to do that, but because of that, in the landscape he lives in now, he, like, just lives in, like, a castle made of ice. He's completely crazy. He's really the only human left, and he's not even human anymore. And then the only... We don't know where the Finn the human came from, but how would that be, like, if you're just the only human left for thousands of years? That's another thing. Like, in the zombie situation, mm-hmm. it's like there's always usually some other humans... They get picked off in the movies until there's like one or two left, maybe right. escaping and surviving. But you could really tell like that that's still the human. You see the zombies, and that's the humans left coming at you. But in like a world like this, you're the only one left for hundreds of years. Even if you didn't have this crown making you like that, you'd probably just go crazy anyway if you were still alive like that. Now, there's a relationship between Finn and Jake. Jake's a dog. Finn's a human. Now, yeah. is Jake Finn's dog? Or are they no, uh, no. Finn is his brother. Jake's family adopted Finn. He was found as a baby, like in the woods, and the dog family adopted him. So the dog, but Jake is the only one in his family that has the powers as well. He had dog parents and another dog brother. They just they were normal talking dogs, <laughs> normal talking dogs. But he's the only one who has these like weird powers. I think it has something. He got like an alien powers in some way, I believe. This is what happened, but... I think we might have to do a spin-off episode of but yeah, Talking Dogs and talking why Talking dog. Dogs are so relevant in pop like, culture. Uh, posted by Chris Hardwick called The Talking Dog. Yes. Like talking that... Uh, yeah, I got you. We'll get him on that up, and that'll be another one. But yeah, but the apocalypse... So we had we had the one example. It's a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. This one, the apocalypse seemed to be started from nuclear war. Yeah. And then I believe you have an example of a post-apocalyptic pop culture thing that you like. 
what type of apocalypse is that? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily I would vote for this apocalypse if I were to choose one, but I feel like it's the most likely in a backward scenario. So, you know, you know this guy, Charles Darwin? He came up with the Chuck theory. Chuck D. Yeah, Chuck D. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and the public enemy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he came up with this theory. He always hung out with the guy with the clock around his neck. Yeah. That guy, right? Yeah. I think he's called the, the theory of time or theory of relevance. Flavor Flav. Yeah. It, what, theory of time. Yeah. <laughs> theory of time peace, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, time peace. So Chuck D himself decided to make this study up. Not make it up, but he proved it, that evolution came, we came from our ancestry, which was primates. Right? Primates? Primates! Primarily, before that, was apes. And then monkeys. And then sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. Do you remember sea monkeys? Yeah, they're, they're still a thing, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, what I wanted to bring up was, what happens if we went reverse? If humans turned into apes? Not if humans turned into apes, but if humans were extinct and the apes... On apocalypse? Apocalypse. Exactly. And what's... What uh, movie does that make you think of? Uh, let Kaju. me think. Let me think. What movie? Uh, well, what movies have apes in them? Curious George. That's is a, a good monkey. one. Yep, Will Ferrell's in there. Yeah, the very one. Uh, King Kong. Yep. There's a uh, Colin Hanks, Jack Black in there. Yep. Colin Hanks is in King Kong. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Not the 1961, but the more recent. So yeah. that's the movie we're talking about. It was a yep. Apocalypse with King Kong. King Kong. And Jack Black and Colin nope. Hanks. No. Now, when you think of the Funky Bunch, who do you think of? Mark and Mark. Marky Mark. And what what movie did Mark Wahlberg do before he was in oh. Boogie Nights? Before he was in Boogie oh, Nights? I Boogie think it was his first movie. Sorry, after he was in Boogie Nights. Sorry. Oh, well, he, the aforementioned Will Ferrell, the other guys. He was in Transformers. Yeah. He was in, uh, I don't know. Planet of the... Fitness. Planet Fitness. Planet he's of a, the Fitness. He's working out. Yeah. It was a, it was a workout yeah. movie. It was. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. But that one with Mark, is, that was a crabby movie. Yes, it was. But there's another one that re- was released about, I would say, three years ago with James Franco. Oh, I never saw that one. Rise of the Apes. And then, after that, there's a sequel with Gary Oldman. Okay. Don. Commissioner Gordon himself. Commissioner Gary Oldman. Exactly. And Felicity was in there, too. Carrie Russell. Oh, wow. So, so, in between those movies, those are prequels to what the Planet Apes with the original Charles, Charles Heston. Uh, Charleston Heston? Is that it? Charles Heston? Yeah, Charleston Heston. Charleston? That's what they named the city. Of. Charleston Heston? Charles Heston. I got it right the first he time. He liked his guns. They'd pry him out of my cold, dead hands. You know that scene where we're always, like, it's now depicted in so many pop cultures when someone gets on their knees and says, No! Why? Why? So Charlton Heston does when he um, sees that there's no, it's only apes and the humans gone. Yes. It's the apocalypse. Yes. Or does he see like the Statue of Liberty or something? He sees a statue. Oh, uh, but it looks like an It's uh, an ape. An ape. Exactly. Right. Everything's changed. So the whole storyline of this, actually, you've seen a couple of the movies, right? The only one I've seen is that aforementioned Mark Wahlberg one, and I thought it was pretty terrible. Well, they sent Bobo, or whatever his name was, up there. I'll just call him Bobo. Bobo sounds like a good ape name. Up in space, right? Bobo didn't come back. So then Mark Wahlberg was upset. His monkey was gone. He went to go after his monkey. Then he dipped into this parallel universe where everything was 
upside down. Ape side down. Ape side down. Exactly. Where the apes rule. Ape side up. And they're up. Humans down. And humans were there testing slaves, whatever. Sexual beings, pets. Were they? Did the did the apes fuck the humans? They. I mean, I was pleasure. I mean, they didn't show that part because it was PG thirteen. But I'm sure in the in the edited versions. They did. They censored it. The, the uncensored, the uncensored versions. That's what I was looking for. Where there's a lot of sex scenes between Paul Giamatti as an ape and Mark Wahlberg. Okay, so you think there was a, a scene that's on the cutting room floor where Paul Giamatti rapes Mark Wahlberg <laughs> in his ape costume? I would. I would like to hope so. We gotta call up Tim Burton and get that scene. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but we're not gonna talk about that movie anymore. We're gonna we're gonna. No, you were talking about the newer ones, the which newer I haven't ones. seen. But where it's about this monkey Cesar, where James Franco is testing these drugs because his dad has Alzheimer's and kind of loses his shit. Played by Jonathan Lithgow, Third Rock from the Sun. I'm familiar. All right, I'm just maybe some of the people don't know. And who don't know about John Lithgow? And James Franco comes home every day from his science lab, and he's just like, man, I wish I could help my dad out. He's got Alzheimer's. By the way, John Lithgow does not look like he would give, uh, his son would be James Franco, I gotta say. Why? Don't look similar. Why? Because John Lithgow has white hair and James Franco has brown? Yeah, he's an old man. (laughs) James Franco's a young man. Doesn't make sense. No, all right, continue. Anyways, and also Frida Pinto's in there, uh, just, just because there should be an Indian lead actress in there so good for her but when it comes down to it he's trying to test all these medicines and vaccinations and formulas on this on these monkeys that are just doing basic tests like get the banana a b and c and every time they don't grab the banana and they grab the apple or something else they get buzzed and, and tortured and this is unfortunate because these animals don't deserve this. They should be out in the wild just enjoying their lives, you know? So they get sick of it, and they t- they knock out James Franco and take over the lab, and they become super monkeys. Is that what nope. happens? Nope. Well, what happens was Cesar himself is taken by James Franco because the program shut down. So James Franco really loves this monkey, brings him home, and then he starts giving him some, some of these dosages because he's noticing his eyes are his pupils are changing. He's maturing, and he's actually be able to learn a lot faster than any other monkeys have done in the past. So ultimately, Caesar becomes this super intelligent, freaky, awesome, strong monkey. And we don't know what Caesar is going to do until he starts beating the crap out of his neighbor for uh, arguing with John Lithgow, who had Parkinson's. He tried protecting him. So, fast forward to the end of the... His neighbor was also an ape. It was actually... Just a human. It was just a human. This is just a regular suburban setting, actually in probably Palo Alto, San Fran area, around there. Because you see the Golden Gate Bridge a lot. The Bay Area. Bay Area. uh, Where it's hyphy. And then, the next movie... Well, I won't spoil that movie, so you guys can watch it. But the next movie is the next stage of it, where... The only thing that I will spoil, Caesar is still in the movie. Apes do not want war. And he now has a whole community of apes. Do not come back. hanging out and they built this house they built this base and the humans during that time of the whole lab experiment one of the viruses got out because the apes decided to free themselves but one of the viruses spilled out kind of like walking day 
It was just like the air virus going on. Like, I think it was called the something flu pandemic. I don't know. So the humans all mostly died as that happens. And Human population apes... goes down 80%. Uh, and it was the apes' fault that that happened, or was the humans' fault? It was fault? just a casualty of the whole... Who got the virus loose? Who got the viruses? Who got the virus loose? Who, who oh, it was it? It, was a, it was a combination of the facilities that James Franco worked at where the asshole bosses weren't checking up on stuff and safety protocol, and someone got sick, and then that sickness transferred to a, a hospital, and then from there it was game over. So basically the virus spread like wildfire, wiping out... Most of the human population, post-apocalyptic world. That's where the apocalypse comes in. Right, exactly. And is there more apes than humans now, like in those other movies? It's not. I mean, in this movie, you can see it's a, it's a good amount of balance between apes, number of apes that are super intelligent. Now, these super intelligent apes, it's not just Caesar. Other ones become super intelligent because Caesar gives them that antidote. You know, that good stuff. That good, good, good. That good. antidote. And then... They inject it into their veins. Exactly. And they're pumped up apes. They can talk and whatnot. Well, they they can definitely talk. They, they can, talk in human... I don't remember from language. the... Right, is that was in the Tim Burton one, too? I don't even yeah. remember. No, Tim Burton didn't really or do Or did they speak language. human... Did they speak English? They, they just spoke English the whole time. Okay. But so. in this one, they're doing... They're signing the language. They sign language, and they <laughs> know basic... Caesar knows the most. A couple other ones know how to write and speak... But they don't speak it in, in a phonetic manner. So they're teaching the young apes as they're growing up how to speak. Because that's the best way to teach an ape. Ape to ape, right? It's like human to human. I don't think an ape could teach me something. Maybe you could teach an ape something. But you can't. an ape can't teach you. But in this movie, apparently it seems like they can. Yes, exactly. And I want to show this specific part right here. Where it shows a little bit of how smart these apes are. And also, what the humans are doing frantically to survive. Okay, let's do it. in a lab. You can't blame the apes. Who the hell else am I going to blame? We need to give them a chance. Welcome to animals. Are you aware they are going to turn on you? They don't want a war. No, don't shoot! All right, so, as you can see, you're in for a barn burner or maybe a forest burner. It seemed like Gary Oldman was up to no good in this one. He was, but not all humans are evil. Not all apes are evil. Human. No, there was an evil. Was that guy's name? He's known as Kobo, but I call him Kobe. 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 Apocalyptic movie. Well, they like it because it's going back to the ground roots of like, uh, your adventure time. There's no magic that... Humans keep on trying to restore technology. They do have some kind of power, but they need more power to... That's not allowed in this world. But, uh, but we want to watch movies and TV shows where we can't do it. Exactly. We want, to, we want to see that, like I said in the beginning of this, about survival, right? So both, you have two, very, the closest you can get in, in mammal form, that are trying to survive. And can they coexist? Or are they going to just kill each other? Do you think it's partially because apes and humans are so similar that took over the world? We wouldn't be into that series of movies. Because we can't relate enough to these weird chinning around 
taken over the Statue of Liberty. Well, if a starfish were uh, a version, it, it wouldn't do... Time to shred my script. Yeah, you should shred it. But what I was saying is humans love pets. I'm not saying all apes are pets. They're not at all. Most are, apes aren't pets. They I, are help- I would even go as far as to say. <laughs> that, I think that's an accurate <laughs> statement. They are helper monkeys. And there are zoos where you can visit monkeys and pet, you know get to know them, hang out with them. And humans love dogs, cats. So therefore, we have affinity for other species too. I mean, obviously PETA is known for, for that, leading that cause. But for the main part, if it was a starfish, that wouldn't make sense. An ape has a human characteristic yes go ahead well ever since you freed me to be liberated as a super smart human yes yeah I just can't stay away from her huh well uh I don't know who the her is in this situation but look you are a free man now as you say not one of uh, the regular human slaves, so whoever it is, I think you can follow your heart. In my ape empire, any free man or ape is free to follow their heart's desire. Well, so... But, you know, I'm so thankful and grateful for you freeing me as a, as a human and, and being equal to you apes, but... Of course I, of course I know that, Phineas. But the thing is, during the time I was enslaved in your your house and in, in, in that cage, just basically your pet. A oh, cage? I mean, you had the whole the whole plaza, the whole uh, the whole palace. Yeah, it was it was nice. A gilded cage, at least, was it not, Phineas? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah it, that's that's funny, Caesar. But don't take this the wrong way, man. I, I would never ever do this to one of my bros, alright? But you and your wife, Sandra, have done so much for me. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one night, Sandra was drinking a little too much wine. Sandra loves to get rowdy and body uh, on the grapes, I know, I know. Yeah, we've been to many an orgy together. Yeah, wait, wait, you guys go to orgies together? Of course, it's... it's very common. You realize this living in the ape empire uh, orgies every night. Oh. For the patricians such as I, and such as the, the general ape society. Well, Sandra, the ape herself just touched me in the wrong place. And the wrong me... place? Did she not touch you in, in your penis, then? <laughs> That's what I mean by the wrong place. I... She oh she t- touch you, touch you in the elbow or something trying to get that 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 would be the wrong place. The penis is the right place to touch you. So you're okay with this, Sandra touching my penis? Well, she may do as she likes, especially when you are still a slave, of course. Now that you're a free man, I mean, it wouldn't be uh, completely proper for her to uh, force her hand on your penis, but it's pretty pleasurable. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, Phineas? No, I'm right. No, no, you're you're really right. It felt right. But I also felt wrong at the same time because... Why so? Because you're the head of this whole empire here, Caesar. No, I'm the emperor, of course. You're the emperor. And I just don't know where my place is anymore. I was once a slave, now I'm making love to your wife, and then... Making love? <laughs> what does love have to do with it? I thought it's just the carnal pleasures of a, a common orgy. No, we were, we were cuddling and doing pillow talk. Yeah. Cuddling? Yeah. Talking upon pillows. Yes. Well, this 
pillow, so-called pillow talk was going on, you weren't uh, sticking your tongue up in one of her crevices. She wasn't uh, putting hands over your phallus or your anus. No, we were just combing each other's back hairs the whole night. Combing each other's back hair. Phineas, what are you trying to tell me? Are you saying it's beyond sexual? It's pretty serious, Caesar. I think she's leaving you. She's gonna come with me. Leaving me? I'm the Avera. She can't leave without my consent. No man nor woman can do anything without my consent. That's why I'm asking you. I rule! And I know you don't respect woman, so that's why I'm asking you from man to ape. Can I be with her? (sighs) I don't don't understand what I'm hearing right now. You know what? You want to be with her. You want to take her away from me, the ape No, no, no. You have it all wrong. Oh, I have it wrong. I want you with us. All three of us together. Yeah, oh, I would understand if it was all three of us together, just doing carnal acts, uh, praising the god of sexuality. But our three bodies in a blur. Who knows whose part's going to who? Who knows which orifice is whose? That I'm down for. But you're talking about love? Love, poetry, reading books at night, having wine. This is the new... Life that we're gonna have together. Do you want to be part of it? Between Aperer, Lady Apris' wife, and my former human slave, this is the triangle which I now find myself in. Yes. You know what, Phineas? I think I agree. I want this. And I'm sure I don't have any enemies that are going to uh, take me down anytime soon. No one has. Arboring ill will for me. No one's going to stab me. And no friends. Just have, so. just have this wine as a toast, okay? Here. Okay, let, let's share some of the grapes. Do you mind popping the cork a little bit for me? Okay. And now you can give me the cork screwdriver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and two. Thanks. Ah, humans. I mean, apes. Eh. Whatever. (laughs) Mr. President, I believe if you look over my plan here, you will see as I do that the only course of action at this moment is nuclear warfare. We must unleash the nukes. Oh, man. My wife's gonna kill me. I don't see what the First Lady has to do with all this. Well, I've been under some some stress here, and I know we're supposed to say people as the President of the United States, but oh gosh, uh, she caught a hold of my phone. Your cellular telephone? Yes, my cellular telephone, and and she saw some, some snaps, some Snapchat. You didn't have the NSA destroy that? No, I I'm, like, really good at being so secretive from the NSA and the CIA. I'm just telling you in confidence. Oh, well, don't worry, Mr. President, because once we go to nuclear war with England, then whatever your wife has to say won't matter. I think it will. I think that her finding out that I was with both Kardashians... At the same time, in the oval closet. The closet, even. Not even the office. This is scandalous. 
You mean the side room that's off of the Oval Office? Correct. Oh, man. Well, Mr. President, here's what I think we should do. Let's just send those Kardashians off on a, a shopping trip. We'll, we'll film it all to uh, the, the West End in England, and then we'll unleash the nuclear weapon. Oh, that's That'll ge- take care of that's it. That's genius, but oh, man, they have some sweet ass. Have you seen Keeping Up With Them? Yes, I've seen it, but I don't think that any amount of sweet ass should get in the way of us launching these nukes and sticking it to England for what they've done. What have they done specifically? (laughs) What have they done? Why, the Prime Minister himself insulted my person. Insulted you? Yes. The Secretary of Defense? That's correct. When I was over there on our last trip across the pond, all right, he spit out a piece of gum. Uh. God. It landed on the ground, and I stepped on it. The gum was all over. My best boots were ruined. And when I sought an apology from the Prime Minister, he laughed in my face. And he said, here, put some tea on it. That'll get the gum out. And he dropped a cup of tea on the boot. I think, while that sounds very upsetting, I'm, I'm very experienced with stains as well. I know how to get them on to other things. I don't know how to get them off, but I think you're overreacting a little bit. Overreacting? Mr. President, please. He insulted a member of this nation, a high-ranking member of this nation, with his British shenanigans. And you don't think that's worth unleashing the nukes? Son, I'm going to tell you something. You seem pretty tense. How about we? Oh, uh, a little bit tense, I admit. How about we just go out, uh, have a couple uh, drinks? I'll bring some uh, special, esc- I mean, security people. You have a new security detail. Correct. It's all women, equal rights. An all female security detail. Well, that does sound very interesting, sir, but. I think you need to relax. Well, I think I'll be able to relax when I relax my pointer finger right on that red button that unleashes these nukes over to Merry England. Well, you have no authority to press it, but you can put your finger on it. Go ahead. Can I? Can I at least put my finger on it? It's only uh, people that that haven't had sex in a while can press it. Stiffs. Stiff? Yeah. All right, well... Well, I'm putting the finger on. Oh, oh what? Doesn't see- oh, it's going down. Oh, it's going down. Oh. What have you done? Get in here, Jennings. I think I finally cracked the code. Yes, master. Yes, Jennings, now. I'm going to flip this switch, and you tell me what you see. All right, get ready. Oh. One, two... Now, what does that look like to you, Jennings? It looks like a burnt burger. Jennings, don't get ridiculous. That's the ash you're eating. That's not what you're supposed to be looking at. That's the ash from my creation. No, look above you. Oh. It's a light. I've created artificial light. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yes, beautiful. Can I have it? Oh, don't touch it, Jennings, you fool. Uh It's hot. 
It's probably uh, 55 degrees, I don't know. But the only thing that matters is it's degrees. Yeah, I bet it's about 55 I th- degrees. I think that's a little bit low. I think that's a me- medium temperature. Well, what do you know, Jennings? You're just my lab assistant. Now uh, You're probably right. Now we'll no longer have to tread the world in the darkness after the sun, that beautiful sun in the sky, has gone down. Now we've got this light. Jennings will be a rich man. What? I mean, what should we do? Uh, who should we sell it to? I... Uh, I don't know, I'm just the inventor here. How, how should we capitalize on my glorious I, light invention? I have an idea. Hit me. Take this board. And boop. 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 Look, it's a night bright light. A night bright light? Yeah, I made us holding hands as stick figures. Well, isn't it pretty? Jennings, I admit it is pretty, but I don't see how that's supposed to get our fortune from my brilliant invention. Well, it probably just needs some good marketing, but I think it would be a good idea. I have another idea. Hold on. Okay. I hope it's better than this nice bright light. Put this globe on top of this. A globular shape. Okay. Turn it on. Look. Now it looks like I'm touching electricity all around this globe when my finger rolls around. It follows me. Isn't that cool? Watch your finger. And it doesn't hurt at all. Well, Jennings, that's great. All right, so we'll get this globe, we'll get my brilliant light invention, and we'll sell it to people to bamboozle their enemies, their, their neighbors, their friends, whoever it is. They'll swing their finger around and they'll think they're a sorcerer. Genius, Jennings, genius. No, I think it's just cool because it it makes all these weird shapes look. Yes, those weird shapes that will sorcerize and and befuddle your your fellow man. All right, how much should we sell this for? Two ninety nine. Two hundred and ninety nine bucks. Two dollars and ninety nine cents. I two dollars and ninety nine cents. For all the effort I put into this, that's what you want to sell my glorious creation for? Yeah, you can. I, I mean, you've been trying to create light the whole time, but, you know, we can just go down the street and go to the store and get some light bulbs. Light bulbs? What are those? Look, see, it's a Phillips light bulb. You just put it into this light right here, screw it on. Where did that come from? And turn it on. There, you got light. Ah, sorcery! Jennings, you devil! Luigi, let's go save the princess! It's a me! Is it a you, Mario? Yes, Mario, with a W on my head. Let me fix that. Hold on. Mario, why do you have your head on backwards, you silly guy? I don't know. I decided to be different today. Hey, it's a me. Okay. What, Mario? Oh, okay, Mario. You do look. A, other than the hat, you look a little different as well. You do. You you. Did you lose weight? I did lose a little weight. I've been not not eating as many pasta as I used to. <laughs> in oh, the pizza. You, you stopped hitting that calzone buffet so hard, like you like. I'm trying to look good for my future wife. Hey, by the way, when did you trim your mustache to look so pointy? Oh, 
it's very uh it's very stylish right now in uh in King Koopa land. Is that the new style? Should I uh should I start uh, pointing mine out as well? No, because people will think we're both the same person. I want to be my own person. No, people will never think we're the same person, no, because I'm always wearing green and you're always wearing red. red. Well, uh, well uh, you're normally wearing red. But I'm wearing when purple did you get and, the purple and, uh, overalls. Purple and uh, yellow. It, it looks it looks nice. It look, does look slimming. I mean, you look at the much taller and thinner than, than a normal. Uh, well, uh, okay, well, anyway, what are we wasting time on? Let's, let's go, go see the princess. Yeah, let's see the princess. Alright, knocked out the scuba. Boom, boom. This turtle. I think we're. Oh, this, yes, this is the Princess Tower. Princess Peach, we're getting ready to save you. Well, Mario, you you lead the way. You lead the charge. It's always you out in front. Oh, you no, go rescue no. the princess. Luigi, I've been thinking. Huh? I've, uh, I've been taking the limelight myself all the time. You haven't had the opportunity to save the princess. Well, I mean, now that you mention it, yeah, I guess I could uh, use a little of the limelight, especially since I'm always wearing a lime green. Let me, uh, let me help boost you, okay? Okay, thanks, brother. Here you go. Princess, did I did I save you? No, Luigi, you're still me. You didn't go anywhere. Mario, Mario, where are you? It's me. What, Mario? Mario, is that you? I yes, thought I princess. heard Luigi screaming and then and getting smashed out there. Is he okay? No, Luigi's okay. He tried to save you first because he was taller. He thought he could jump higher. Oh, that silly guy. Well, it's the reason you're the hero. Uh, okay, come and rescue me. I'm ready. Okay, here I come. Open the door. Boom! Oh, ma, ma, you're not a Mario. I am a Mario. Just because my overalls has dropped and I'm not wearing anything doesn't mean I'm not Mario. Mario, are you even really Italian? Because it doesn't look like it down there. Shut up, princess. Take this drink, please. Oh, no, don't you? I'm not thirsty. Oh, okay. Well, what does a guy have to do to get your attention? But I'm just used to normally being saved all the time. I don't... That's all a guy usually has to do. He doesn't usually come in with no pants and trying to give me weird drinks. Oh, where, where's Bowser anyway? I want to go back to him. You're scaring me. You'd rather go to Bowser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's than me. You want, I mean, my ah, audio. Bad touch! Bad touch! Ah! ah slap! Ah, slap! Ah. Ah. How you been, bro? I'm been, been pretty cool, bro. Yeah? What's that? Well, you know, I've been uh, thinking about asking Jessica to the prom. Hot Jessica? You know. Or lumpy Jessica? I mean, of course, hot Jessica. Hot Jessica, bro. I don't know, man. I think she might be out of your league. That's what bro. you think. That look is what, what I think. That's why I said it. <laughs> look what I got here. A cassette. A love tape. Love mixtape. A mixtape? What, what's that? Well, it's a cassette with all the best songs of anything from... Bill Collins, David Bowie, Bruce Springsteen, all the good stuff, man. It's going to make her fall in love with me. And I'm, then I'm going to ask her to the prom. 
How'd you get all those songs on there? Phil Collins, Bruce, everything? What? Did you get all your favorite cassettes and mash them up together? No, I, I hit record after I was pressed play on the record player. Oh, you're blowing my mind, man. Well, I think Hot Jessica will fall in love with you based on this, because I know I would never think to create a magical tape like that. You probably won't ever, ever thought of it. I know. I'm, She'll go wild for it. She's going to go drop everything and then want to be with me forever. Not oh, yeah. just a prom. But doesn't she, doesn't she date Big Tony? I know. That's why we have to be really subtle about it. And I'm going to slip it into a locker during lunch. Bro, it's a great plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slip it right into a locker. I think it's just the perfect size. And what, but, but if Big Tony finds out you're trying to get with this girl with your magical tapes, it's probably going to whoop your ass, man. It's worth it for love. Cut to lunch. All right. Putting it in the locker. Check if the coast is clear, Matt. Is it good? Uh, yeah, it's clear, man. I don't see no... Oh, there's Mr. Mr. Malbecchio. Hey, hey, Teach. Oh, no, he's, he's cool. No one else right, is coming. Put it in there, and then we'll wait till the end of the school day stop by. She's going to want to be all over me, all right? Foolproof, foolproof. Cut to the end of school. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 Big Tone. What's going on, man? Hey, Donnie... What do you have to say about this? Oh, man. Um, it's it's a cassette. That's what I have to say about it. Oh, no, it's a cassette, Donnie. I know what it is. It's a, it's a, a mixtape, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's got really good songs. Uh, David Bowie, Springsteen, Phil Collins. I love, I love Phil. I love Bruce. I love Dave. Did Ground you- control to Major Tom. Donnie, you, you know me so well. You know, I didn't want to admit this, but Donnie, you're always looking pretty good when you're in gym class, and I didn't know you felt that way about me, but Wait. I know you do now. Wait, I hold really, on, hold on. I, I gotta say, I really love the gesture here, man, and you know what I think? Uh, I think I've been fooling myself all these years with, all these months with, Big Tone. with girls and with Jessica. I, you're, getting, you're getting a little too close. Big Tone, where did you find that mixtape? It was in my locker, bro. Oh, damn of course it. you would know. You put it there, right? See, I see your note there. It says from Donnie. Oh, you know, I want to tell oh, you. Oh, damn I feel, I feel just about the same way. <laughs> when Phil oh. sang it, Sue, Sue, oh. Studio. I think it's really Sue, Sue, me and you, bro. Oh, Forever. Oh, you're, I will you're go so to big. the prom with oh, you, God. Donnie. Oh. Let's do it. Bring it in. Oh. What did we learn today? So what did we learn? So the, all these post-apocalyptic worlds, there's still some human, apart from the actual literal humans, there's still some human connection. Like Walking Dead, the zombies don't act like, but they still look somewhat like humans. You could tell there's a human in there. Adventure Time, there's other weird characters that are made out of candy or vampires or other things, but they still ha- do human things, like they're princesses, for mm-hmm. example, which mm-hmm. is a human construction. So we have something to grasp onto. The ultimate example, it seems like Planet of the Apes, where it's like the the species that's the closest to us yeah. even becomes us, or apes and right. humans merge together. They're trying to do the best thing, to trying to build their own society and civilization to become equals, 
ultimately, but not all humans feel that apes should be equals, and not all apes feel that humans should have any equality, too. Well, it seems like we're on to something. I think Pod and I were so close to figuring out the pop parallel here, what's the connection, is why we, as uh, purveyors of pop culture, love these post-apocalyptic scenarios so much. I think we did. I think we knew now, better than ever before, there will be studies written about this one episode that we recorded. Mm-hmm. The, the inaugural Pop Parallels Pod episode? Yeah. yeah it's a time capsule moment. Right. Co- when it's the apocalypse in the future, maybe there'll be an apocalypse, but this podcast will be saved, and they'll go back and listen, and then mm-hmm. they'll understand, oh, we're living in a post-apocalyptic world now, and why is it so great? This is what people back then wanted. They were longing for this. They put it on all their movies and TV and everything because they wanted to just venture out into the wasteland. Do you think that there's any impending doom? for us, Padre? I don't know. I mean, there's always constant threats. Nuclear war, mm-hmm. uh, apes taking over, mm-hmm. uh, zombies coming up from some virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's constant threats. But you know what? I think if, if anything happens, I think we'll be ready. I mean, we put ourselves in a lot of those situations, and mm-hmm. I think we'll know how to face it when it comes. So Through the power of improv. All right. power of improv. So, yeah, we figured it out. I think... Through that, you were able to... Well, look, listener at home, you make your own decision. Why are post-apocalyptic settings of Earth so popular? Make your own decision based on what we've done here today. I think it should be easy to do with what we did, you know? Yeah. And And if you you feel that we could have done a better apocalyptic version, then screw you. Actually, no. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Very much. Yep. Uh, we'll be back next time for episode two of Pop Parallels Pod. We'll pull a different parallel in from pop culture, and we'll tackle that one too, won't we, Pod? Not. Well, we could gently just hug it instead. Gently caress it, yeah, maybe. massage it, and bring it in slowly. Maybe, in you know. Or maybe we'll just hammer it hard. Who knows? We'll see. I don't know. I like tender, a little tender loving care. Right, you've got your way, I've got my way, but yeah. we'll merge them together, do more comedy, more improv, more pop culture analysis, and that'll be next time on... Pop Parallels Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.